I want to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, a show here on WEHCFM 90.7, where we get to sit and talk with an Emory and Henry graduate about something cool that they're doing. I'm Monica Hoyle, the alumni director at Emory and Henry, and I'm the, the lucky person who gets to be the host for this show. And today we are talking with somebody from the class of 2017, Garrett Butler. How you doing? Doing great. It's glad, glad to be on here. It's good to, you know, see an Emory face and, you know, be connected back to where everything kind of started for me and career-wise. That's a sweet thing to say. Well, and you're not exactly around the corner. Tell everybody where you are right now. So I currently live in, uh, you know, the great state of Mississippi, in central Mississippi to be exact. And I live just outside of Jackson. Definitely a different uh, environment down here. It's not so mountainous. A, a great place to be. Where did you grow up? Originally from Amarillo, Texas. So I moved to Knoxville when I was in high school. I'm graduating from Hardin Valley. And then... Tell me so. this. What what did bring you to Emory & Henry? Was it baseball? Yeah, I was, you know, it's hard. It's, I was one of those that grew up playing sports, of course, like a lot of other people. And definitely baseball for the last 10, you know, I quit, you know, every other thing after eighth grade year and focused on baseball. And Always had the dream to play at the next level, whatever that was. Um, and I had two of my friends that I played with in high school that were already up there and didn't really have anything else going for me. I had, was close. So I was actually, the funny thing is, I was going through a first orientation at another school whenever I got the call. I was like, yeah, we actually, uh, we were like, we need a picture. We need you. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, mom, we're leaving. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> sorry. Um, and it's funny that it was my mom and dad's actual college that they went to and I'm like I hate to do this to you but I really want to play baseball <laughs> okay so, please tell me that you hadn't already carried everything up to your room and you had to go undo all that no no this was like January orientation where it's like the very first like you know kind of get to see you know these are the classes like you get to you will have and you know everything so it wasn't like the I haven't fully committed but it was like a first orientation where you can kind of start getting feel for everything's Let's talk about what you're doing right now. Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of a unique, and I think a very it's definitely very new. Our company's, uh, I think they restarted in like 2018, is very new. And, of course, you know, COVID hit right after, so definitely don't know a lot about us. And what we're doing is essentially work in high school athletics um, and not on the coaching side, which a lot of people get confused on it. And to me, like I thought like that's what I was going to be doing, but – so it's essentially we're doing bringing in business development essentially for the high school athletic Associ- or activity association here in Mississippi. So as for a lot of people that go to, you know, Tech, Tennessee, like college Division One games, and they see, you know, Bank of Tennessee, like commercial on the video board, and you know this kind of entertainment show. You know, we're essentially doing that at the high school level. Um, this kind of gets started with Learfield when they start doing a bunch of all the colleges and our uh, the guy that owns our company now kind of kind of was one of the ones that founded that and started it and sold a company that kind of does that and then they had the idea of like why don't we do that at the high school level like you know we can connect companies with directly like more directly with high school communities like the moms dads your middle class your grandparents you know you can touch all the way from teenagers to you know your grandparents um and so essentially what we do is we work as a marketing arm for the association and 
we come in, we work with all the partners that they have already and then bring in new partners and essentially bring in revenue for the association to operate. And that's one great thing that is cool about our job is that, yes, we're bringing in money that is profit, but the association is a nonprofit. And our goal is to not just bring in money to like make money, it's to bring in money to help pay for state championships and help pay like, you know, for meals or, you know, to give to schools, um, like all of our schools that when they make state championships, they get a cut depending on, you know, after expenses, they get a little cut to go back to the school. And so some of that comes from, you know, partner money that we raise to help, you know, advertise the businesses and stuff. So it's, you know, that's one of the great things is like, we're not, it's not going into our pocket, it's going back into the schools. You know, it's helping them, whether that's fund buildings um, or fund their athletic programs, um, just whatnot. We're, we work with a couple. Um, we have a Bank Plus is one of our partners, and we do a scholarship giveaway for 16 athletes every year. Oh, wow. And a lot of that money comes from, from partners. So, and, you know, it's nice to, like, have them come in. And, you know, it's the extra, I think it's, like, $1,500 that they get to go towards books or whatever. And it could be, you know, used at community college level, any school level that they, you know, want to do. Essentially, it's, you know, we work with all different types. It could be nonprofits to banks to construction. And, you know, it's whatever, you know, we offer a great platform to market, essentially. So we get to do a lot of fun stuff. And, you know, in that, it's not just selling. It's also creating the stuff, like the graphics, the videos. Sometimes we're on the field dancing around because we're trying <laughs> to do the entertainment. So we kind of like, our job is like, one, not just one thing, it's a multi-asset. Like, we're not just sitting at a computer or a phone, you know, calling people and, you know, selling stuff. We're also, you know, like, I just spent three days in Oxford, Mississippi, you know, for our high school state football championships. And I was there from 9 a.m. to 10.30 at night. And it was, you know, we got stuff at halftime with the bands. We were making sure that gets done. We got check presentation, checking in on partners, doing all a bunch of crazy stuff, giving, you know, doing the post-game celebration stuff or giving out banners. So it's definitely a wide range, but I like that because it's hard for me to, like, sit still and to sit in the office for eight hours a day. So I enjoy, like, getting up and to interact and do a bunch of stuff and, you know, be a sports base too. Well, I would think so. as a former athlete, this would be a fun way to kind of keep your, keep your foot in there without having to yeah. actually coach or play. If you would have told me when I was my senior year that I would be working in high school athletics outside of, you know, coaching, which I've already done, I thought you would have been crazy. Cause I'm like, that's like, what I've never seen that before. Like, you know, other than like, you know, your local pizza store down the street, just, you know, offering pizzas for pregame meals. So it's definitely like, for, and especially for me, like not being from Mississippi, I don't, I honestly, before I started working this job, only knew about five high schools within the, you know, my area. So I don't know anything about high school athletics in Mississippi or, you know, anything. And I only know Tennessee and a little bit of Southwest Virginia and Texas. It definitely is unique, but it's been more as I've worked, you know, the last six, seven months, I've, you know, thoroughly enjoyed. I've gone to some big time football playoff games. Definitely not as good as, you know, Friday Night Lights in Texas, but (laughs) it's still good. (laughs) Still fun, but it's still, I'm starting to rekindle, you know, how it was when I was in high school and, 
now that I'm kind of laying roots here, I'm kind of connecting with the, the the community more and kind of getting more involved, you know, enjoying the high school athletics a little bit more. Well, so I think this is a wicked cool business model. Are there, I mean, tell me what some of the regulations are about what you can and can't do. I mean, I'm thinking about like, you know, for like D1, D2, D3, those yeah. things change so much. So what is it like for high school athletics? I mean, right now, it's nothing too crazy. Of course, you know, we, NIL is not in this state yet right now. Um, of course, there's always speculation that it's coming, and it probably is coming soon. Wait, say that again. What's not in the state? The NIL name, image, likeness. Oh, um, that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And explain what that is, because I've only heard that term just kind of since we went D2. People yeah, talk about it, it now. <laughs> it's definitely a new term for a lot of people, especially that are not so invested in sports. Unfortunately, I've done actual research paper with Dr. Spencer uh, when I was in school there on it. Um, you know, I was on the other side of it than what it is now. But it's essentially, you know, athletes going to school and they're making money off of their image or their name or likeness. So, you know, just like how schools put pictures, graphics on, you know, whatever with sponsorships or they're selling their jersey in stores with their name or number, even if it didn't have their name on it, it had their number. And at that time, the athlete was, you know, a big athlete. So before they weren't making money off of that, it was school was making it all. Um, and then I think about five, it was like 2018, uh, they finally, the I think O'Bannon was his name that got through and uh, courts passed a law, you know, starting in California where athletes could start getting paid. Um, and then it slowly trickled where the NCAA kind of had no choice but to pass it, but still put some sort of regulations on it. Um, it's still learning like what those are, but essentially it opens the door for you know, athletes to get paid um, as if they were kind of professional athletes. So there are some, unfortunately, some football players that are making millions of dollars. Some kids are still walking on, struggling to pay for college. So it's um, like I know a couple, like a guy at Clemson, like does a lot, with, gives a lot back to the community. Uh, some of the players buy their teammates, you know, headset, headphones, um and there's it's a wide variety so it's definitely an interesting topic to kind of research and follow along just because it's crazy to see you know the 18 year olds are getting paid millions of dollars you know it's trustworthiness to be able to you know if they can spend that correctly yeah um but now it's kind of trickling down to the high school and some states where some high schoolers are getting you know in forms of we don't really know just yet it's still kind of a new but they're kind of getting some sort of nil but mississippi we don't have it just yet so, so even high school kids can say, you know, I'm a hotshot quarterback and some store is going to sell a jersey with my name on it and I can make that money. Yeah. And I, I think in high school, they don't really sell jerseys, but you can still get like your, you know, like I said, a pizza shop that could be using a picture of them on the poster board and the windows you'll walk in. And, you know, technically that's using their name, image and likeness. And so now it's like, well, do you offer that kid free pizza for a year or you know do you pay him money so it's like that's where it's getting tricky and unfortunately it's getting into high schools and it's one of those where it may not be able to be stopped and it's going to be a new thing that we're going to have to you know learn how to manage yeah um but you know it's i don't know i know and some kids that are getting recruited are getting offered or you know promise lump sums of money for nil for colleges and you know that's becoming a more 
bigger tool to recruit kids to colleges than it ever was before. Um, like I know football just got done for most most schools and like the stat came out that there's within the first 24 hours of the transfer portal, there was a thousand kids that entered it. And that was the most ever people had ever entered to transfer um, in D1 football from what I know. So, and that's, and but, that's partially because they're able to, to sort of parlay yeah. that into some financial yeah. gain. Because you, you take, you know, kids that maybe were not fully bloomed in, you know, senior high school, they were recruited to a school like Emory. Maybe they blossomed, became a great player, you know, and they have a, maybe they have the skills to be a D1 player now and they can transfer and they're like, hey, we'll give you this if you come here. And, oh, wow. you know, so it's, and that happens even, you know, if there are kids playing in the Pac 12, but they really want to play SEC because they know that's a route to, you know, the, big levels as far as us we like for our jobs we don't really that we don't fall into that like all of our all of our marketing of course we have to be careful in terms of like alcohol like obviously we're not going to sponsor get Budweiser as our sponsor also like the lottery is a touchy situation you know even though the lottery helps pay for some you know educational stuff but it's not always a good look to you know come play the lottery at your high school tournament right we're not as restricted uh you know i think most of the time like our money is coming in to help fund you know their athletics and you know there's more help the, the association than it is um you know the athletes we just have to be careful with who we partner with i was gonna say and the the companies that you speak with they see it as a great advertising opportunity i guess yeah and some of them are still kind of like you're this is actually a good idea but then you have some companies that maybe are already doing stuff and what hurts us or we struggle with is that people think it's just to sign on a chain link fence, yeah. which is, you know, that's kind of what I was picturing your, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, if Bellows pizza pizza wanted to sponsor Abingdon high school football and put a sign like that's, you know, perfectly fine. But like for what we do, we're, we're trying to give these kids at the state championship, a D one experience. Like, almost as if our basketball tournament is almost like the men's final four, you know, and that's getting all these signage. We put signage up, we have, you know, video board graphics. We got all kinds of stuff as you come in as if you're in the final four, but like that comes with a cost. That's not just, you know, we're not just here at another school where you can just donate, you know, $500 and you're good to go for the year. You know, we work with, you know, companies that spend, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, to help promote because it is a serious thing where it's like you're investing to promote your business, but also investing in like these kids that have experience of a lifetime. So so part of it is that you're creating these big events. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what our company, Teal, so we work with 30 uh, state associations across the country um, there's a couple other companies that are in the business, but we have the most states out of, you know, all of them. And essentially we work with some states work public and private. Um, we're just public down here in Mississippi, but essentially all the sports state championships or like us, we're, we're unique. And we have activities. So we have like band state championships, speech, um, cheer and dance that we have this weekend. Some school, some associations just have your, you know, your major sports, um, but it, we essentially just do those. Do those things also bring in more spectators? Yeah, so like we just like football, we just had about what was it, like sixty thousand people come through, you know, spectators and at a um, high school football game. I, yeah, but that's over. That's over three days and seven games. Um, so, 
Yeah, and then like a basketball tournament we have in February is over seven days, and we have both semifinals and finals, and we're going to see over probably 70, probably 75,000 people will come through the doors. And that so, is wackadoodle. That is a ton of people. And that's that's why it's kind of trending in that way. Like, I mean, I never, I never made the state, unfortunately, and never went to state championships. I think it's more like, especially when you're in a state that's got, you know, Football, of course, is big down here just as much as uh, basketball. But, like, a lot of, like, Mississippi is mostly rural, I would say. Um, you know, we have Jackson and then Oxford and the coast and Hattiesburg. But outside of that, it's kind of more of a rural area. So a lot of people are really heavily involved in their communities. And it's that's one of the cool things, like, in this state is that, like, I was telling my co- co-worker, like a lot of these state championships, some of these teams I've never even like. They're the city. They're like they're like actual cities. And I've never heard of them, you know. And people love to come and support. Um, and luckily, it's not too far of a drive for a lot of our championships here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really accessible. So, but it's cool to see a lot of people come out. So that we is open crazy. up. It's crazy that we have that many people and we can open the doors for companies. Yeah. Um, you know, to get in front of. And the good thing also on the flip side is it's not just like getting in front of people, but it's also showing people that, you know, we're investing in high school athletics and supporting, you know, the community that we're in or the state that we're in. Right. So that's another selling point for us. Well, I want to remind everybody we're speaking today with Garrett Butler, Emory and Henry class of 2017. Um, and we haven't actually said the name of your company. I think you dropped it, you dropped it a time or two there. It's it's Teal yeah. Properties Group. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Teal Properties Groups, um, and we're based out of Winston Salem, North Carolina. Nice. And how many how many states are you in now? Total of I believe thirty, um, and then we also kind of work with some other still in the same states, but we work with other associations that are like, you know, middle school associations, um, you know, some other non like high school. So we're kind of a wide net. So you don't so much work with an actual team to help them. You work with like the school system. Yeah. So we essentially, the association that we work at um, is essentially the NCA of the state. So, you know, they so we we don't make we don't make the rules, which is awesome because I don't like making the rules, and you know because not everybody's friendly. Um, <laughs> but we work with the people in the office here that you know essentially they make the rules, they check the eligibility, you know they kind of set you know, all that for the all the sports, and uh, we're essentially just the business people that get to bring money to help make things happen. That is that um, is amazing. Here, so. And so you're talking yeah. about a good, but you're doing a lot of fundraising. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's like it's essentially you know fundraising like you do at the college level, but it's a lot better, nicer because you can you know it's more like you know fun stuff and put like brands and activate. Um, I could never do like fundraising like you would do at a college because I got to do some cool like stuff and bounce around. But uh, I know it, a lot of people are good at that. So do you guys do any work with colleges or is it all a high school and middle school? No, we we actually do a lot um, here in the state. We work you know Mississippi State. Ole Miss, um, William Carey is NIA school that does a lot with us. We have Jackson State, uh, Alcorn State. We have a wide reach of, we got a lot of HBCU schools. We have your D1 schools. We got NIA. Um, and now we're starting to, we have a couple schools here in Jackson area called Bellhaven and Millsaps, which I think 
I don't know if Professor Rife is still there, but I think he went to Millsaps. Um, I didn't know that when I was in his class, but I found out, you know, from a friend after after the fact when I moved down here. So yes, yes, um, yes, he's retired, but uh, but yeah, he was a Millsaps guy, and we used to play Millsaps off and on too. Yeah, so we we're we're starting to work with them a little bit, you know, and kind of getting their reach. So we work with a lot of colleges, and a lot of it helped, like Ole Miss and State and Southern Miss, is because we actually have state championships on their campus. So it's kind of one of those where it's like if you don't, you know, give a market with us, you're kind of losing, you know, it's kind of dumb on, dumb on you. Um, so we're bringing something to your campus. Like, why not have some, you know, promotional items built into right. it? So, but yeah, we we work a lot with the colleges and we work a lot with a lot of the city um, tourism boards. Um, you know, a lot of states struggle to get anything from their tourism boards, but, you know, that's one great thing about our state is that they want people to come and visit and they're passionate about, you know, getting the word about how great Mississippi is. Exactly. So, Tell me this. Yeah. So you used to work for the Mississippi Braves. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was my first job, I guess, technically after COVID because I was interning through grad school in Myrtle Beach and then COVID hit and kind of had to be a grocery bagger and then a barista and live at home with mom and dad. But, uh, yeah, 2021, I applied for a job, you know, sports starting back up and, you know, Mississippi Rays are one of the one of one of them. And he's one of the first ones to reach out and, you know, offered me a you know job after a couple of interviews. And I was like, I really want to get out of the house and, you know, start my career. So I took it, didn't know anything about central mississippi never don't know anybody down here i've been through here in vicksburg you know traveling but truthfully just kind of like threw a dart on the wall and it's like i'm gonna go to go to jackson mississippi <laughs> i didn't really know anybody moving down here and it's crazy to think two years later what i've got now yeah so. well, and what did you do for the braves well, as anybody that knows that works in minor league baseball, you, you have a job title, but you kind of have about five jobs. You do titles. everything, yeah. <laughs> so I was technically a, a kind of executive, you know, selling the season tickets, the flex tickets, all your ticket packages. Um, you know, I was mainly focused on selling groups, you know, group outings, which brought a lot of money to us because um, everybody likes to eat food. So. Um, that was what I was tasked with, but, you know, within that, we had a small staff within the office, and we had, you know, a few people leave within the season, and we're not able to hire people, so I ended up learning how to run promotions and production for, you know, games I ran. We had three college games between Southern, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, and I had to, you know, I had learned through my first year after someone leaving to how to learn how to run and coordinate some of the stuff with a, one of my other coworkers and we couldn't fill anybody in time enough. So we had to have somebody run the, the production of the, you know, the games. And so I ended up, you know, doing it and I had to write script. I had to write, I make graphics, I had to coordinate cameras and all this. I ended up having to work with ESPN to televise one of the games and, you know, sit on a meeting with people from Bristol and I'm like, this is way out of my, like, I was like, I never took a mass comm class in college or grad school or high school. I don't know anything about video production or, you know, creating, uh, you know, in-game inter entertainment. But, um, you know, it's, it's, and as crazy as that was, admit it, yeah. that was like amazing experience because you oh. got to dabble in everything when you were there. Yeah, it was fun. Like, and, you know, I had another instance where I uh, we had our ticket manager, you know, leave with one week in the season. And then again, and it's. 
this all stems from, I think, my personality of, like, it's hard for me to just do my thing and stay in my lane. I like to help others, like, to, you know, learn, be diversified in my learning. I think that's something that Emory has taught me is, you know, to kind of learn multiple things and be diversified and have a different perspective on different ways. Um, so I kind of learned how I had to run a ticket office for the last week of the season, and that was creating ticket packages, selling tickets, creating accounting reports, um, doing reconciliation reports, and, you know, having to charge people like thousands of dollars and hoping I'm charging the right card and the right amounts. And right. Learning a software that, you know, is foreign to a lot of people unless you spend, you know, time with it. So I think, you know, through that, I've, I've learned a lot and has made me who I am today. Well, and don't you think your don't you think your supervisors also look at you and say there's somebody who's willing to try and willing to learn and willing to help? Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. And you know, they counted on me to you know at least take the initiative to help fix or help run and you know fix that problem. For me, I like to you know I want people to know that I may not know what I'm doing or may not know what to do exactly, but. I'll at least have my hand and, you know, help do whatever if I need to. And that's and that's kind of the funny part of, like, where I am today because the person that hired me here, I only met through the Braves because we do baseball at the Braves Stadium. And it was his first year doing baseball, and I had to help, you know, this is what we need for the board, this is what we need for music, this and that. So we kind of connected over that. And, you know, we worked together and he saw how I did that. And, you know, we stayed connected after that for the next year. And then, like, this past spring, he, like, reached out when, you know, a job came available. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a cool job. And I'm ready to, you know, try something new. And What did you major in at Emory? I majored, I guess, is HHP level. It's a sports management. Um, I got a minor in business management. So and and worked- assuming this is probably not where you thought you would land, where were you thinking you might go? I really wanted to be a director of operations for a college team. But I, you know, I learned that it's not the most wide net of career-wise. Um, so I I really wanted to end up the major league levels, you know, working, you know, I don't know if I knew for sure. I knew I wanted to kind of work in sports. And I think that's you know, when I worked for the Braves and me doing all these jobs, I realized that I love working with, you know, sponsors and, you know, creating, you know, fun for people. So this is, that's how I kind of fell into this. Now, well, so. I love it. I think this is like one of the coolest jobs I've ever heard of, and I'm excited for you to explain more of it to us. Garrett, yeah. congratulations on landing in such a cool place, and thank you for being with us today to tell us about it. Yeah, I appreciate the time, and I thoroughly enjoy giving back to the school that gave me the foundation for this job. Well, that is a sweet thing to say. Garrett Butler, Emory Henry Class of 2017, thanks for being our guest today on the Duck Pond Wall. Appreciate it. Oh, wait, I forgot to ask you one important thing. Did you ever right. sit on the duck pond wall with your friends and catch up? I did. I don't know if it's the real duck pond wall or if it's the new one. I can't remember. My senior year was uh, is ironic that my class with Dr. Buchanan, we had to come up with some ideas for fundraising or something in our class assignment. And my group actually came up with the idea about selling bricks for like fundraising and put names on it. And what's it? I think the AD at the time was it Myra. Oh, Myra, Myra Sims, yeah. There. Yeah, she came in there and she's like, well, actually, so we've been thinking about doing a duck pond renovation and this is one of the ideas. I'm like, man, I'm not even out of school yet and I'm already given the ideas. <laughs> look, so. you say, look at me. I'm brilliant. I can't believe they haven't already hired me, for heaven's sake. Yeah. You just come back and sit on that wall with me and catch up next time All you're right. here, okay?
Definitely, definitely will. All right. Thank you, Garrett. And thank you, everyone, for listening today to the Duck Pond Wall. Please stay tuned to WEHCFM 90.7 Emory, 90.5 Wise. We are glad to have you with us today, and we are the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank <laughs> you.